Welcome to the Matt Report, the number one WordPress business podcast. This isn't geek speak, it's about the journey of success and failure as a WordPress entrepreneur. Get ready, you're just an episode away from your next aha experience or big idea. And now your host, Matt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Report. Uh, is it Throwback Thursday? No, no. It's just the old intro, uh, bringing that back, just kicking a little old school. I was uh, cleaning up some of my podcasting files, and I was like, hey, I remember this. This is an awesome beat that my buddy Ronnie Johnson made. And I was like, you know what? Why am I always messing around with an introduction? I just, you know, and I'm even probably going to get rid of the voiceover eventually that, that you hear in the beginning. You know, I just want to get right to the podcast. I'm sick and tired of tweaking things that really don't matter in the long run, right? So I do want to have interesting sort of sounds, right, and music and sound effects as we progress. I think it keeps it kind of interesting and, and tasteful. Um, I am a sort of a hip-hop kind of guy, right? If you didn't know that about me, you do. Now you do. So um, I do enjoy that kind of sound. I hope you do too. Well, we'll we'll mix it up. We'll try some things out, see what happens, right? So where have I been? Well, it's just to give you an update, right, of where I've been. And so start of the new year, I had a bunch of episodes sort of in the tank and I... And I was been hinting at this this series that has been that I've been working on for web design, and I and I got to be honest with you, it didn't come out the the exact way that I wanted it to. Uh, but I still think it's it's chock full of goodness, and I hope you really enjoy it. And today is the first episode of that, and I've edited it down uh, so that it's a little bit more consumable. But I'll get to that as we move on. So business has been uh, fairly busy. There's a lot of things in motion. We've got the agency work, we got the theme shop, we got the conductor plugin, and I got my podcast, of course. And the podcast sort of has been taking the back seat, unfortunately. Um, and, and a lot of content production on the Matt Report has been taken a back seat. At, you know, as I've spent so much time focusing on maturing the, the plugin, and hey, don't don't forget, and I think just like you, uh, I run an agency and it's bootstrapped, right? So all the money that comes in through client work is then reinvested into product. And that's the journey that I'm on, right? And that's the journey that I've been on hoping to discover through, you know, interviewing all these folks over 100 episodes so far. And that's what I think I'm going to continue to focus on. You might even notice that the tagline of the Matt Report is not so much focused on the WordPress entrepreneur. It's, you know, a WordPress podcast for digital business owners now. And I think that what I'm hoping that does is broaden that uh, horizon a little bit and bring in some some different uh, viewpoints. May have talked about this in the past uh, with you before, so I appreciate you listening again. Uh, as always, mattreport.com slash subscribe. You can join the mailing list. It's the number one uh, way to stay connected. Uh, today's show is, all, of course, also sponsored by uh, yours truly, my own plugin, conductorplugin.com, for new pricing models. We just released a Genesis add-on for it. It's, it's, it's truly amazing, and, and I don't want to go at it too much here because you're going to hear a lot of that in this phone call that I have today with, with Angie Meeker. Um, I want to hear from folks. It's been a while since I have sent out an email. Again, I do apologize, but I'm getting back on track with that sort of feeling a little bit revitalized um, with some time off. And now I'm able to get back in to the swing of things. If there are, are topics that you want me to cover 
specifically in the WordPress space, outside of the WordPress space, I want to know. Um, shoot me an email, mattreportblog at gmail.com or just go to mattreport.com slash contact. Drop me a line. Let me know. Tweet to me at mattreport. And I want to cover that stuff for you. Whatever it is uh, that you're working on in your business, I want to help you out with that. and Or at least find uh, an article or another interview that I've done or found somewhere else that I think will be valuable to your, to your situation. Coming up this week, excuse me, next week, but it'll be announced this week uh, on the mailing list on Tuesday. I hope, fingers crossed, I get this out. But on March 31st, I will be doing a webinar with world-famous Shea Box. Uh, she is the designer of the most popular uh, food-focused Genesis theme. It's called Foodie Pro. You can get that at our website or you can get it at Studio Press. Uh, she's launching something that's near and dear to my heart and I'm sure your heart as well. It's called the Design Biz Crash Course. So if you're a designer, specifically if you're a designer in Genesis, and even better, if you uh, have a focus on sort of that creative uh, or, or that, that, that creative niche of foodies, photographers, artists, right? If you're helping that segment uh, of that market, I'm sure you're going to want to tune into this. It's going to be great. I'll send out more details uh, about that webinar, but that's going to go out on Tuesday and it'll be for the following Tuesday. So that should be the 31st uh, that we'll be able to sit down with Shay. If you have any questions, let me know. If you have any questions for her, if, you, if you're already a fan of hers, if you use her products or you're just generally interested uh, in the Design Biz Crash Course, Number one, you can go and get on our mailing list and, and sign up over at Design Biz Crash Course. Uh, but also, if you have a direct question for me that you want me to bring up in our interview or our webinar, uh, I'll take your questions. You can uh, fire those over to me, mattreportblog at gmail.com. So now, going into this part one of today's show, this is something that I, I really love this process that we're going to talk about today. So we've got this upcoming web design story arc at the Matt Report, and it's all about you know, launching your new web design for either your pro for your client projects or maybe you're launching a website of your own. And I know a few of you are because I've spoke to a few of you during this process. So step one of that is the design phase, right? So raise your hand if everybody's doing design uh, doing uh, excuse me discovery phases before they go to the design phase. Please, everybody, raise their hand <laughs> that you're doing some kind of research and discovery before you do that for either yourself or your client. So Angie Meeker and I um, are sitting down in this conversation, and we are going from A to Z, almost A to Z, with uh, my own property, ConductorPlugin.com. Because when I launched that, we were building the product, and again, this is the world of this digital business is, like I said before, we're bootstrapping this business, taking client projects in, using some of that profit, and reinvesting that into product, and hopefully... Uh, expanding our channel on that uh, further and further. So when we launched that site, it was supposed to be just a landing page. Uh, it was really just a two-video uh, landing page. It was actually going to be like a one-video landing page with an email sign-up. And I sort of nixed that because, one, we were running out of time. Uh, two, it was still going to take too much development time, you know, even at the little time constraint that we had because this had to be before WordCamp New York. So uh, I had a friend uh, design that. And uh, we ended up just turning it into a website. So we turned it into a full-fledged WordPress website. We launched, we did a, uh, we did a launch, like I've talked about uh, plenty of times. We did that launch in WordCamp, at WordCamp New York or that pre-launch, and then we did the actual open sales, and we did 4,000 uh, in sales that day. And we're like, you know what? We, you know, we weren't sure if we were going to sell one copy or 40 copies. We weren't sure. So we 
as soon as we sold that many, we we're like, hey, we're onto something here. Let's just turn this thing into a website. Uh, let's turn it into a WordPress theme and then just make it a full-fledged website because one, we know we got a product on our hands here. And two, there are some things we need to do to this product before we can spend time designing an entire website. So we took our landing page, we turned it into a website. So that said, I skipped our own entire discovery process that we normally do for clients uh, at the agency. And today's discovery session, if you go back, and I'm going to try to link it up here in the, in the show notes, all stems from Jose Caballer of the school. Um, it's now called the CoreOS, which is now part of, I believe, uh, the new agency that he's working at in LA called Blind. And he's got his own uh, YouTube channel as well with his partner, Christo. And this discovery process, and I'm going to make this really brief, takes us through three major milestones. The first milestone or the first phase is the discovery of brand attributes. And when you sit down with your client or you sit down with yourself, you list out these adjectives of all of these different segments of your brand attributes. And you just list out adjectives and you just throw in spaghetti at the wall, spaghetti at the wall. And you go through all of these columns. And at the end of that journey, you pick the most two um, or, you know, one or two of the best ones that fit each scenario and you build this brand statement, right? So like you and I, and I'm sure our clients, they, they, they know what they are, but they really can't verbalize it. They can't write it out. This process really focuses in on that. It's just a little bit of chaos, right? Like just, you know, this blanket canvas, you throw these words at it and then you pick the ones that fit the best. And that's through this chaos, we find uh, this focus, right? At the end of it, we build this brand statement. It's like an ad lib thing. It's fun, right? It's fun and, and, and it's a little clumsy at first, especially if you're not used to it. But once you do it and once you get to the answer, you're like, wow, this makes total sense. So then you leave that brand statement sort of on the, you know, on the back burner. You move into phase two. Phase two is you define customers. Now, if you're a Matt Report Pro user, you uh, have seen some of this before with Angie. She came on and, and talked about that with us. But you define our user profiles. Like, who you come up with names. Like, you, you pretend to name these folks. What are, what are their incomes? What are their first and last names? Are they married? Do they have kids? What are their challenges? What, what will your product or service do to achieve, uh, help them achieve what they need from you and all this fun stuff? You put that all together. And you do, a, you do as many as you, as you can of that, of the different segments. We did three. So uh, we did three, but in this recording, you're only going to hear one. Then you move on to the third milestone, which is now that, you, now that you know what your brand statement is, you know who your clients are and what they need to purchase from you, right? Or at least inquire uh, about your business. What are the goals? What are the goals that you have? And can we align these goals in a priority that makes sense for your brand, ad, your brand uh, statement and your clients? right? And, and let's prioritize those. Which ones can we really knock out of the park right now? And which ones need to kind of stay uh, on the back burner? So this entire discovery process was like two and a half hours and it's all recorded. Uh, it's not going to be in this episode, <laughs> uh, but I'm going to leave them available to you uh, to watch on, the, on my YouTube channel. It is very important that you do get a chance to watch. And that's why I didn't include like full recordings in this audio podcast. It's important that you do get to watch because you'll see how Angie is sort of going through the different columns, you'll see the structure of the guide that she uses. So it's a very visual thing, which is awesome, especially if you're dealing with clients 
because you can do it in many capacities. You can do it like Angie and I were doing, we were sharing a screen over a go-to meeting or a hangout. If you, know, if you have your own office, you can do it on a whiteboard uh, or a chalkboard and that really gets the customer engaged. We've done that before at our, at our studio or if you have to go to their office, you can do it there, print out a paper. It's a very hands-on engaging experience. I love it. Um, I, hope, I hope you guys get a lot out of this. So how I've sort of broke this up is I've, I've sort of um, broken up into different clips. You won't get the full taste of everything. I sort of introduce you into these different areas. And uh, if you want to hear more, and I really, really urge you to go back and watch the videos. Uh, I know two and a half hours is a long time, but if you're somebody who's struggling with setting expectations, you can't charge enough money yet. Um, you know, expectations either go way out of whack during a process there's, or during a design uh, project or scope creep comes into play. This really grounds you. And, and for us as an agency, it wasn't even so much about uh, helping us get this information from the customer. It just kept us all grounded. It kept my team grounded. It kept the customer grounded. And, and when things sort of did get a little out of whack, we could say, hey, look, this is this was the goal that we set out. I mean, our our uh, goal <clears throat> or to reach that goal, the, the, the strategy to reach that goal is only as effective as our communication in the beginning. So it's very important that Mr. or Mrs. Customer uh, or organization or executive board that you're sharing the right data with us, that you're, you're being honest with us. Because if you're lying to us, well, we can't help you. It's like going to a doctor, you know, does anything hurt? No, no, I'm fine, right? But you, know, you get this big pain in your side and you, and you just don't say anything because you don't want them to, to look at it or whatever. So um, that's what this process is like to me. I hope you find it enjoyable. Okay, let's dive into the first part. Uh, and when we go into the first part, this will be Angie introducing uh, the discovery process to you. I uh, hope you like it. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the Matt Report Airwaves, everybody. Uh, let's let's dive right into the episode. So what we're what we're going to do first is we're going to look at what we call your branding attributes. Now, a lot of people they um, when they think branding, they're thinking immediately of their logo or their website or some sort of like visual representation of their product or service, and that's not what we're doing. We are talking about your brand. That's who you are, what do people say about you, um, because those things influence the rest of what we're going to do. So, again, the difference, we just to be clear for people so that you have this, your branding, it's, it's, it's the distinctive value that you're providing for your customers. It's not... Um, it's not, we can't put our fingers on it, we can't put, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to hand you your brand, um, it is a feeling. And that's different than your identity. Like if, you, for people who are watching, you can see this little um, uh, visual here. Just do it represents the feeling of uh, Nike. Their logo is the swoosh, and their and their brand or their you know trademark or their low their slogan is just do it. But if you think about the videos that you've seen Nike put out um, with you know people running through the rain or the little you know the uh, I hate to say this but like the chubby little white kid from Ohio who put one foot in front of the other until he was strong and crossfitting, that's their brand. But their logo, their their visual identity happens to be just do it and a swoosh. So that's not that's not what we're doing. We're doing branding. So let's talk about your brand as it relates to conductor. And the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to have you just throw out adjectives. And if you don't know what an adjective is, because I did this with someone and they were like, "What's an adjective? I don't even remember anymore." 
they're the words that describe, they're describer words. So I'm not looking for you to tell me like um, we provide a plugin. I'm looking for words that describe what you provide. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about in general, tell me adjectives that relate to the business that is con the conductor plugin. Absolutely. So before we actually dive into that, this is unscripted, but I am wearing <laughs> the Just Do It Nike t-shirt that gets me pumped to go <laughs> in my business every single day. So uh, I will I will take off the sweatshirt and don the logo that is Nike. Um, we need to add like the Nike sponsorship right here. <laughs> yeah. We need that. Um, all right. So the general attributes of, of conductor, right? Or the general adjectives of conductor. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Um uh, boy, <laughs> it's so hard when you get when you put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I'd say something like sleek, elegant, um, simple. Is that an adjective? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, simple. Um, mm, let's see. Um, at the same time, I would say. I'm allowed to say things too. Go ahead. I would, I would also, I would hope to think of it as something that is uh, technological, like it's, you know, I think it's an advancement uh, from what we, from what we experience today. Um, so I, I added just that it's robust. Okay, good, cool. That's a good one. Um, sleek, elegant, simple, robust, technological, advanced. Um, something that represents time-saving, uh, I guess, would be... Uh, rapid, mm, rapid. Um, yeah, efficient. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, uh, smart. I think it's a smart decision to make. Yep. That's uh, good. You know, if if folks are looking for different solutions, and I hope it's engaging too. At the same time, like it's something that allows somebody when they're using it. They realize that it don't, like oh I didn't even know I could do this with WordPress. It makes people think yeah. of WordPress in a different way um, because there's not a lot of clutter, clutterless, decluttered. Yeah, um, yeah, that's good. Um, All right, so that's good for that. Unless you have some other ones that you want to throw in. No, I think that's I think that's good. Okay, and so now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about your culture. So this is how how. Con the conductor company interacts within itself. Mm -hmm. So I want to know, um, you know, the thing is this, you can, you can have, um, well, I mean, since we were talking primarily to a WordPress community, think about even the different cultures between like 10 up and um, web dev yep. and human made, or those companies all have different cultures and they probably communicate within themselves differently too. So this is what we want to know. Like what's, what's the culture like? in the company that is Conductor Plugin. Yeah, so uh, we're very um, in startup mode, right? It's something that, um, you know, it's there, that's, that's the culture. Like, we're building something, we're trying to make it work, and we're hoping that we can make a big impact, uh, you know, in the market. Um, we're scrappy. Um, <laughs> we're passionate, right? Um, you know, we Isn't are... Isn't that funny? Because your people are probably scrappy, too. Right. <laughs> your users are probably scrappy, too. Right. Um, you know, we are, uh, we're always looking at the big, we're always looking at the big picture. Um, we're always thinking scale, right? So that decision that we made for feature one, what is that, how is that going to affect it six months to a year from now? 
um, you know, um, let's see. I mean, <clears throat> we're we're certainly. It's funny to say this, but we're we're very much like. We are market. I don't. Maybe marketing is not the right word, but we we are very much like in in terms of the product. Like we're always thinking like, how can this help somebody else, right? So we're always thinking of that angle. We're finding those angles uh, for our clients and our customers. Um, we're publishers, right? So we have our own printed publishing book uh, travel guide. So a lot of this stuff came from how can we move content around the site easy for us? Um, and then we also work with partners that we build sites for them and answer the same questions. Um, you know, we're very much um, staying on, like, I live and breathe not just WordPress startups, but startups in general and tech. Um, so I'm very much just always watching, uh, always watching the industry, always watching the publishing industry, the marketing industry. Um, very on point with that stuff. All right. And then your users. So these are the people who, we say your community, um, to help describe this, because we're not only talking about your customers, though, though certainly that is part of it, but we're talking about the overall community of people who interact with this particular product and this brand. So give me adjectives that describe those users. Sure. Um, Do-it-yourselfers. Mm -hmm. um, solopreneurs. Um, consultants. Um, so this, so now you're starting to get into using like um, those are not adjectives. Okay, yeah, yeah, yep. You are correct. <laughs> the DIYers was good. That yeah, is good because that can be both. But uh, um, uh, you know, they 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 are, they're they're very much um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, I guess exploratory, right? Or uh, they'll do the research, right? Um, a lot of the folks that I've talked to have have done extensive research on my plugin, other people's plugins, and kind of like ask a lot of questions. Um, they're also some of them are also beginners, right? They're mm -hmm. they're not the advanced person, um, right? Because the advanced person may not. Um, never mind. Keep going. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know if I can say that I, if I can lump them here, and this might be the issue, is because in my head I'm hoping it's it's all of these people, but it might not yeah. be. Like the advanced person, I know there are are advanced customers that have purchased it because they knew it solved the problem like that, and they were like, I'm just going to use it in this project and move on, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, okay, so let's see. Uh, I would hope a lot of them are. I think I can use the same adjective here, passionate about it. I know there's a couple that have found it and said, like, I'm going to use this on every project because it saves me a boatload of time, right? Uh -huh. um, you know, uh, there, there are also people who are looking to, Im to improve their process and their business. Um, and that's not an adjective, but they are somebody who's looking for that too. Like, oh, like, uh, why am I wasting time doing this when I can use this, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. Let's see. Um... I don't know if I have another one <laughs> okay. in my head right now. That's okay. So then your brand voices, how your brand communicates externally. So how you're talking to your community. Um, mm -hmm. And you can think about this, you know, Adidas communicates in a very different tone than Nike does, mm -hmm. which communicates in a very different brand than um, what's the Asus. Is that what it's called? No. Other yep. shoe. Some of the yep. other shoes. So um, 
you can have a com you can have a company or a brand or a product. You can have one that is all of the same things that we've gone over so far. You can have one that has your same attributes, uh, general, the same culture, the same users, but then you choose to execute with a different brand voice. So I want to hear what is the brand voice? What are the adjectives that describe how you communicate um, and interact with your community? Now Angie and I will actually go through one of the adjective sections of this discovery process. Take a listen. And the thing is this, you can, you can have, um, well, I mean, since we were talking primarily to a WordPress community, think about even the different cultures between like 10up and um, web dev yep. and human made. Or those companies all have different cultures and they probably communicate within themselves differently too. So this is what we want to know. Like what's, what's the culture like? in the company that is Conductor Plugin. Yeah, so uh, we're very um, in startup mode, right? It's something that, um, you know, it's, that's, that's the culture. Like, we're building something, we're trying to make it work, and we're hoping that we can make a big impact, uh, you know, in the market. Um, we're scrappy. Um, <laughs> we're passionate, right? Um, you know, we Isn't are... funny? Because your people are probably scrappy, too. Right. <laughs> your users are probably scrappy, too. Right. Um, you know, we are, uh, we're always looking at the big, we're always looking at the big picture. Um, we're always thinking scale, right? So that decision that we made for feature one, what is that, how is that going to affect it six months to a year from now? Um, you know, um, let's see, I mean, <clears throat> we're, we're certainly, it's funny to say this, but we're, we're very much like, we are market. I don't. Maybe marketing is not the right word, but we we are very much like in in terms of the product. Like we're always thinking like, how can this help somebody else, right? So we're always thinking of that angle. We're finding those angles uh, for our clients and our customers. Um, we're publishers, right? So we have our own printed publishing book uh, travel guide. So a lot of this stuff came from how can we move content around the site easy for us? Um, mm -hmm. And then we also work with partners that we build sites for them and answer the same questions. Um, you know, we're very much um, staying on, like, I live and breathe, not just WordPress startups, but startups in general and tech. Um, so I'm very much just always watching, uh, always watching the industry, always watching the publishing industry, the marketing industry. Um, very on point with that stuff. All right. And then your users. So these are the people who, we say your community, um, to help describe this, because we're not only talking about your customers, though, though certainly that is part of it, but we're talking about the overall community of people who interact with this particular product and this brand. So give me adjectives that describe those users. Sure. Um, Do-it-yourselfers. Mm -hmm. um, solopreneurs. Um, consultants. Uh, so this, so now you're starting to get into using like um, those are not adjectives. Okay, anymore. yeah, yeah, yep, you are correct. <laughs> the DIYers was good. That yep. is good because that can be both. But uh, um, uh, you know they 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 are they're they're very much um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, I guess exploratory, right? Or uh, they'll do the research, right? Um, a lot of the folks that I've talked to have have done extensive research on my plugin, other people's plugins, and kind of like ask a lot of questions. Um, they're also, some of them are also beginners, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're not the advanced person. Um, right, because the advanced person may not, um, never mind. 
Keep going. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if I can say that I, if I can lump them here, and this might be the issue, is because in my head I'm hoping it's it's all of these people, but it might not yeah. be. Like the advanced person, I know there are are advanced customers that have purchased it because they knew it solved the problem like that, and they were like, I'm just going to use it in this project and move on, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, okay, so let's see. Uh, I would hope a lot of them are, I think I can use the same adjective here, passionate about it. I know there's a couple that have found it and said, like, I'm going to use this on every project because it saves me a boatload of time, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, there, there are also people who are looking to, Im to improve their process and their business. Um, and that's not an adjective, but they are somebody who's looking for that too. Like, oh, like, uh, why am I wasting time doing this when I can use this? Now we're going to hit fast kind of forward and just give you the, the piece where we put all of these adjectives together. If you want to go back and watch and listen to the entire brand attributes discovery, head on over to the post uh, for this episode and you'll find the links to the YouTube channel for the discovery session. Let's continue. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go back through and we're going to pick one or two. It can be it can be two. It's better if it's one, but if, yeah. it, if it needs to be two, we can do that. Words from each one of these columns that you feel like most represents that concept. So let's start over here with general, and we'll we'll go ahead and pick one out of there, one or two. Uh, this is the scariest part of the process, isn't it? For me. And the thing is, this you don't. I mean, you don't. You don't have to take the product of this. And let me tell people where we're going with this. What we're going to do is create a brand statement from this, and um, that says your organization provides this product or service to this user. And these are all the adjectives. We're just like Mad Lib style to these users with this culture and personality, that point of view, to help them get this benefit and feel this value. Now once we've done that, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to take that and go and plaster that on your website or your business cards or that sort of thing. Some companies do. Some people, they get that brand statement. They're like, hallelujah, I've never been able to voice that before. But you may already have key messages, key brand messages that you're using that will support whatever comes out of this. So I just want people to know that in this process, if you, even if you were to do this with a client, I mean, if we were to bring this to Nike, we wouldn't necessarily want them to go and replace this whole statement with, or, you know, replace just do it with this, because right. <laughs> it's possible this can be just, that's distilling this down then to different marketing um, messages. So right. let's go back through and we'll start a general and pick right. from there. And I'll say I can make this bigger. This be bigger. Um, man, I would really like to pick efficient and engaging in this one. All right, so now yeah. we're going to put all of these selected adjectives together and we're going to create the brand statement. Okay, so what we have, and um, so I would encourage you to come up with, and this is part of the actual term for the product or service, we don't cover that because typically the client has it in place already, so I'm making up something here and we can replace that if you want to, but what we came up with is Conductor provides efficient and engaging content management to DIY publishers with an innovative and trusting point of view to help them realize new opportunities and equip their inspiration. Nice. So what, what we do with this is we, you, the way we use it with clients in is we use it as our um, guidepost. We come back to it. If they have um, an idea that they want to pursue, as you see later, um, if it doesn't come back to, if it can't point back to this message, 
it's very easy for us to then say, um, let's talk about how that message with your brand statement. Is okay. that does it align with what we said already? Um, so, like when this says DIY, when you say DIY publishers, um, it, it for as an example, when we get into talking about target users, um, your messaging to an advanced WordPress developer would be very different than your messaging to the beginning DIY publisher, even though the truth is that they're both DIY publishers. Does, does, does that make sense or not? I'm not sure if that makes sense yet. Yeah, no, but, it, it absolutely does. Absolutely. Right. So they're both DIY publishers, but the way that you would provide your e efficient and engaging content management and all of that other those other things would have to change based on the user that you're looking at at that point. All right. Speaking of users, we're going to dive into the user profile section. This one hops right in the middle of our second user profile. Again, if you want to hear both of the pro, uh, all three of the user profiles and the rest of the stuff, head on over to the blog post or go over to mattreport.com, uh, find this post, and you can get the links to the videos. Let's carry on. So what we're going to do now is we're going to move on to another user profile. And this one, I would encourage you to target this a little more towards the um, developer end and, and maybe the... Um, maybe developer that's already working in an agency. Because I know you've I hear you a lot and you're and you're talking about this, that you have those two very different types of users. So let's talk about this developer and how um, what their story is. So what's their name? Can we call him Matt? Yes. <laughs> we'll call him Matt Smith. Okay, alright. And uh oh, right. okay and how old is Matt? We'll go thirty three. Is he married? No. All right. So, what's Matt's story? Um, let's see. So, did, did he go to school for this, or did he just figure it out on his own? That's just, a great. I'm curious. That's a great question. Um, I'm gonna go with he did go to school for this. Yep, went to school for the yep, CS major. Um, so he knows his stuff. Like, he's not... Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and this is not me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, even though I use the, the name Matt, it's not me. Um, knows his stuff, you know, has a job at, let's say, uh, you know, a, a 15 to 20-person shop. Is it WordPress-specific? Uh, yeah, yeah, WordPress specific. Decent size. Yeah. Yeah. What's his role there? I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with. It's a toss up. I I'm gonna go with. Um, Web architect, right? Um, somebody who's not geeking out on code every day <clears throat> certainly does it, and it's much more of a lead, you know, engineer. But he's also making decisions on where the project is going. So it's not just like build this theme or this template file every single day. There's somebody who's like he's somebody who's accountable for the overall. Um, 
you know, the, the overall uh, mm -hmm. tech, technological decision of the site or the solution. So this is, that is, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a really important distinction um, between just saying that he, he is a, you know, he's a developer at the agency, but then changing that to he's the lead in a project um, or even lead amongst developers, that alone changes how you market. Because yeah. one is, one is um, do your own job efficiently. One, the other is how can we save your agency money? Bingo. Yep. It's so different. And I know, and I know from your, I know from the previous marketing that you talked about that. You did talk about that. Now we're, as we get further into this, we talk about how do we equip this lead engineer to go back to the agency owner and say, when we work on WordPress projects, let's use this so that we save time. Well, that's, I mean, what, when we get into his goals and needs, that's a very, um, that's a very, um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's something you can do. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's such a lame way to say that, but that's something that you can do. You can give that person tools to go back to his, his owner and say, this is how we're going to do this because it's most efficient. Yep. So, all right. Um, does he does he work a bajillion hours a week like you hear about people working at agencies or is this one of those agencies that's like work when you need to uh, <laughs> take all the vacation you want? Uh, yeah, no. So it's certainly not as lax as that, um, but I I don't think it is. Um, you know, I, I would go with the the average. You know, forty to fifty hours a week. He's certainly somebody who is passionate about this stuff. Um, he definitely attends, you know, a word camp, um, and and maybe even is somebody who who's also educating people um, in his own regard uh, about their own process, right, or mm -hmm. their own strategies, that kind of thing. Right. Does he want to stay in that role? I mean, like, is he really is he perfectly happy to do that? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. I think so. So tell me about his demographic. And not afraid to try things, right? So he's not that developer, which is why, which I guess is why he's in this role as the lead, um, because he's not afraid to, like, discover something new and be like, let's let's understand it, let's see if let's try it out, and if it's something that can scale for our needs, let's just use it. Versus the developer who's like. I'm just going to code that myself. <laughs> yep, I have to do it all by hand. Yep. <laughs> um, that's, and that's, to me, this is, as I hear you talking ab about what you're trying to accomplish, that to me is a really key understanding for this person, that they're not afraid to try new things, and they, but, but they need to understand it. Yeah. Because the truth is, this person is accountable to that agency owner. So if he says to the agency owner, we should do this, He's got to be able to back it up, and this gets back into the trusting, trusting you, and you trusting them as well, um, or trusting your customers. So, but that it's really, I think that it will be, in order to really grab these people, it will be very important for you to talk more about the code behind Conductor mm -hmm. and how it's not just a crappy builder. Right. Um, but again, those are focused on two different. Very different groups. So, tell me his demographics. What are we looking at? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, 
uh, how do we outline? Uh, just scroll back up to that again. I forget what we <laughs> what we start so with. Some of the things that some of the things that we talked about. We talked about: Is he married? Does he have kids? All right. Um, yeah. What's his total income? What kind of car does he drive? Where does he live? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd say. Uh, I'd say West Coast. Probably doing seventy-five grand in this position. Drives a Volkswagen GTI, <laughs> six-speed. Um, you know, single, but ready to ready to hunker down. <laughs> what do you like to do in his spare time? I just, I'm curious. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give him the, I'm gonna give him the. Uh, the uh, stereotypical label, probably doing CrossFit. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say he likes to brew beer, but CrossFit oh. works probably just as well. So, <laughs> All right. So what are his goals? What's he trying to accomplish both for himself, which translates into what the business is trying to accomplish, but what's he trying to accomplish? What are his goals? So his, his goals uh, obviously are, uh, you know, um, to achieve, you know, profitability for the business, um, to be the, the cornerstone of um, of scale, right? Um, you know, when when these intricate problems come in, he's the first the first in line to review it and evaluate it and make the decision of whether or not they can take on a project. Um, and does this incoming project mean? Uh, is it a new type of project that brings the, the business to the next level, right? Mm -hmm. So if so, which is what they're what he's looking for, what you know, and if it's something that they've never done before, how can they achieve it, right? Can he quickly look at the things that are out there and say, I can grab this and this, and based on the the experience that we have, um, we can complete this project, which will bring us into a whole new tier. Uh, that we've never been in before. Sure, it might be a rocky ride right now, but we're going to get efficient at it, and it's going to bring us into the next the next level, and and we can do more of this stuff, right? It's it's systemizing um, that opportunity um, and becoming efficient at it, um, which grows the company, and and hopefully. Um, He's getting bonused, right, on this stuff. I was I was just getting ready to ask: Does he receive bonus or additional commissions if he increases profitability? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Damn well, better be. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what does he need from you in order to demonstrate, in order to accomplish those goals? Well, I think you, you hit it before. He definitely needs to have the trust of the product. Um, you know, he needs to know how it's going to scale. Um, you know, when uh, when he's deploying it on you know either larger sites or um, he's evaluating the support model, right? Um, will you know when when he has questions about this stuff because he's the one responsible at the agency, he needs to be able to say, you know, I I I've sent these guys an email. Um, and I'm getting the answer I'm looking for, or I can find it, you know, somewhere on their website. 
Um, Do you offer different levels of support for developers or agencies versus the the DIYer? Uh, not yet. Okay. Right now, we we do in the sense of if you're a developer, you get access to any of our beta projects mm -hmm. for you to play with, but that's more of a funner thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So he needs the trust of the product. He needs to know how um, how it works and that it works. Correct. Um, he needs to know that um, he needs to know that it's not just a builder. That's a crappy builder. How, how, what can you give to him to demonstrate that he is going to be able to achieve profitability with this product? Yeah, um, that would be. Besides, a just the thing is, it's, I know, I like, I know that you can, you can watch the video of you rebuilding the New Yorker, <laughs> and and theoretically they should be able to put that together and say, well, look at that, we just rebuilt the, you know, New Yorker in less than what was it, like a half an hour or twenty two minutes or less? It was it was some crazy short time. Right. So that should be able to translate, but that is not. I think that's not concrete enough. For agencies, so yeah, I, I think that at the agency level, if you're an agency looking to buy uh, this, um, you know, we would just have to do, you know, some kind of, um, and I kind of do this now, and like a concierge delivery, right? So it's just like, I'll set up a like, give me the, you know, I'll take the specs of this particular project that you might be working on. You don't have to give me the name of the customer, um, but give me the scenario that you're faced with. And you know we'll spend some time, much like we spend time with a discovery session or you know an hour at least for a web project, like mm -hmm. talking to them and say, you know here's what uh, here's the project um, and how can you solve it for me? So I'd say something much more, you know, much more like real software sales, right? Stuff that the WordPress industry is not mm -hmm. uh, used to, right? So if I think back to my ISP days, like I would be on the phone webinars with people or conference calls with people for hours like talking about like network storage right but those things were like 50 grand <laughs> yeah. you know not a $50 plugin um, yeah. you know but at the at an agency level licensing and support yeah happy to schedule those those phone calls to help you figure out how we can deliver it to you I think so I think um, yeah, case know, we studies. talked about this one in, uh, uh, we talked about this before but maybe case studies of more complicated projects so if he got these things from you, mm -hmm. then he'd, he'd accomplish his goals. Yeah. I just want to confirm with you. If he got those things from you, he'd be able to accomplish his goals. How it works and when it works, he needs to know that it's not just a crappy builder, support, concierge, individual demonstrations, case studies. More all right. Now projects. we're going to wrap it all up. I hope so. Uh, with the third piece, <laughs> and that's the part where we take all of the, the, the previous two steps, kind of wrap it together and start to outline the goals uh, for our project. We, we actually didn't even finish that in this two and a half hour discovery call, but this is the start of it. What you're about to hear is the start of it. We talk about, hey, after we did the user profiles, does the mission statement still match up to, to what we just discovered? Uh, and Angie tells us, hey, look, if it, it this is the time where changes can be made. And the statements is sort of a dynamic thing. It will always sort of change. Businesses will change. So your, your statement's going to change over time anyway. 
But because you went deeper into discovery, you found out who the clients are. Maybe you were a little bit more honest. You didn't realize it and you just found something else. So your mission statement might change. And this is the point where that'll happen, especially when you want to align it with the goals uh, of the company or the product. So let's get to the third and final piece. So what we do, what we're doing next. So, so far we've talked about your brand and we've talked about your users needs. And when we, again, when we look at your branding statement, and this is what we've got. Conductor provides efficient and engaging content management to DIY publishers with an innovative and trusting. That innovative and trusting point of view could be wordsmithed a little bit, but um, to help them realize new opportunities and equip, and, and equip their inspiration. So as we've gone through your users, do you feel like that still um, captures what you're trying to do? I think efficient and engaging still works. Content efficient and engaging content management. The DIY wouldn't fit the last two use cases or the last two clients, right? Because the DIY, like in that case, it's like they're both like salaried people who are responsible for. It sounds cheap. It almost sounds a little cheap, like. Right. DIY, like it makes it sound like um, I'm going to go get my yarn out and right. hack something together. And that's not, DIY is not what you're trying to, that's not the sort of DIY that you're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they are doing it themselves, right. that's not, um, it doesn't hit hard enough on what you're trying to say. I would, I would probably just maybe at this point leaving it to just publishers because I, I mm-hmm. feel like it's that's still synonymous to WordPress. So even the DIY WordPresser understands that WordPress is publishing content. Yeah. I think. Well, and also then in your, even in your marketing, it's, I, I think this is important, even in your marketing, um, reinforcing that. Don't gloss over the word publisher. Right. Reinforce. You, this is what you're doing. You're publishing content. Even if you're doing it for the law firm, you know, you're, you're building a site for them, you're still enabling them to publish right. content themselves. Right. And um, so I think almost uh, leaning into that word yeah. and, and really exploring that with people yeah. um, could, could be good in your marketing messages. All right. So what we're going to do now, let me get down here, is we're going to look at um, your business goals then. And the way that we do this, we talk about three areas, increasing revenue, increasing awareness, and increasing efficiency. And this is um, this is not for how the client is going to use this. This is this is for your team, for your company. How what are just quick ideas that you have for how you can increase revenue, um, increase your awareness, increase your efficiency. And what we do with this then is we, after we come up with the concepts and we go all the way through it, um, we rank them by obtainability. So how easy can we how easily can we accomplish this thing that we just talked about? And desirability, how much do we want to um, to do this thing that's going to then turn around and help us meet our users' uh, needs? Then once we've done that, then you can go back and total them up and highest numbers win. That's what you start working on first. Now I will say this, um, typically what we do with clients is we leave the ranking, well I, I don't want to say, uh, we do that with we do that part with clients, we typically don't do it um, on the video. We'll have them take it and um, we don't do it live. We have them go back and rank it and then bring that back to us because the ranking part takes a little bit of um, extra yeah. 
time that kind of slows us down. So, but it's important though. Um, right. You can't, you know, people think, oh, I can do these 15 things. Well, you can't really do those 15 things in each one of these areas. You have to have some sort of um, matrix for sorting through those things. Right. And figuring out you know, what you should do next. I think right. a lot of WordPress folks get stuck on what they should do next. Well, this gives you just a quick framework for doing that. So um, there's no bad ideas here. You can just throw out what whatever comes to mind of how you can increase your revenue um, for the conductor plugin. So let's go. All right. So the ones, the the first two that are coming up um, in the works already are a new pricing model. Um, and it'll actually be a four-tier, four-tier pricing model. Uh, for the purchase of Conductor, as it's known right now, um, add more value to the. Oh, what does that mean? Yep. So um, the the next step that's coming sooner before the top one uh, will be. Or actually, it's, it rolls out at the same time, roughly. Uh, is there will be a starter theme that also comes with Conductor. So oh. so instead of being just um, Conductor the plugin, and when they get it where do I put this thing, yeah. it'll be, you can also use it with this starter theme or use it on any theme, really. See, and that begins to get back to, um, for your first user who needed process, they needed workflows exactly. and they needed processes, and this begins to speak very directly to that. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then you yeah. show them, this is, this is the workflow, this yeah. is what you do. Get the, you get the theme, you get the plugin, then you begin. So right, because I mean, and and that's what we were running into, right? So we had we had people using other products in conjunction. Like it's crazy. Like I've never, <laughs> like it's crazy as much as like so many tutorials out there on how to do things, and you're like, boy, people must just you know just follow these to the T, and you should be good to go. But then like the people are like using like <laughs> conductor with dynamic with mm -hmm. uh, like. Um, Andrew Norcross's plug-in to like change the color styles and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> Why are you doing all that? <laughs> um, all right, so add more value, and at, the, at this point, it's starter theme. Starter theme, uh -huh. um, you know. And I think add more value in the future would be maybe this does another line is um, the support, some kind of extended support, right? So. Uh -huh. um, it's either like it's just a priority support, um, but it's just something that's much more interactive, right? So being able to pick our brains of being, you know, air quotes, expert WordPress developers, even though I hate that word, um, uh -huh. our brain of all the stuff that we've been through, and you know, be able to help people in that in that regard. Uh -huh. uh, so you're getting extended support, you know, it's more like membership style kind of thing, um, and much more interactive. Uh, in integration, um, so I'm kind of torn between like agency and integration, right? So it'd be like the Carson profile, like, uh -huh. oh, I see that, like, I see that conductor is only a hundred bucks, right? But you want to charge me, you know, thirty-five hundred to integrate it, right? Um, uh -huh. But that's a different level. That's us coming into your site, building it in specifically tailored for you. It's just a bigger price, right? They still have a license yeah. that they have to pay every year. So um, I don't know if I if agency integration versus like corporate integration, like the publishers that we work with. Oh, okay. Like they like we build it for them. They don't touch it. Like an agency would would go in there and and kind of poke around and 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 extend it to whatever they wanted to do. 
whereas these publishers would be just custom build let's set it up for all you all right everybody There's i hope you made it to the end this is a super condensed version even though this was still an hour long uh, it was a condensed version of the actual discovery call if you want to get the full thing head on over to the blog and download or view those videos on youtube i hope this was super useful for you we're going to continue on with the web design series and we're going to move into uh, in the next chapter is speaking to somebody who was building his website or just getting ready to build his website um, and he's a developer so he was out looking for a designer we're going to learn about how he set his budget uh, how much time he thinks this is going to take is he going to develop it is the designer going to develop it we're going to find out how that whole thing is going to play out and uh, hopefully eventually we can get an update to see how that all went uh, with with him so stick around to the next episode you'll find out who that is what we're talking about and all that fun stuff it's mattreport.com slash subscribe you join the mailing list and as always if you want to become a pro member where we have monthly mastermind calls and there's a private forum we can all chat with each other it's only a couple hundred bucks for the entire year. Head on over to mattreport.com slash join, become a pro member. Till next time, everybody, we'll see you.